0: welcome to episode 32 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. To commence on a moderately topical note, as a deceased former Prime Minister, no, not that one, once said, a week is a long time in politics. If that's the case, then it's an eternity, or to be precise, four games in football if you're a Chelsea fan. In the absence of any time to write a pithy in- introduction, it is the final week of the Easter holidays and I have a boisterous five-year-old to keep entertained. We'll crack on with the usual nonsense without further ado. Joining me this week are Grocer Jack, who is Tony. Good evening. And Dr. Blueby, who is Donal. Good evening. Mark is currently indisposed and will rejo- rejoin the Brotherhood of the Said shortly. Um, we will start with a general point. Four games over eight days, um, all fairly critical to us. It, we, we, you know, two cup, two cup competitions and, um, and some critical league fixtures. Three wins and a, and a, and a fairly disappointing defeat. But I think overall, in the, in, the, in the context of things, we can't be terribly disappointed with that. Um, and we will... Um, controversially give Mr Benitez a, a modicum of credit for um, for managing the squad as, as well as he has done um, we're copying the odd injury the odd worrying injury Ashley Cole um, is out for maybe another week or two which which could be critical um, but overall, I, I think we can be reasonably pleased with where we are at the moment. We're third in the league on goal difference. We have an FA Cup semi-final on Sunday against Manchester City, who, frankly, if we can beat United, who are the better side at the moment, then we have to have a reasonable degree of hope, especially as we are at our um, our second home of um, Wembley Stadium. Um, and um, hopefully a, a, a passage through to the semi-finals of the, uh, the Europa League. Um, who wants to kick off?
1: Blimey! Everyone, talk to me, talk to me, lads. Blimey! um, Well, I don't mind kicking off. What do you want me to talk about? Well, Southampton, I didn't, I didn't see um, an awful lot of the Southampton game. Only what was on the TV. Um, My my worry watching the, the, you know, and I I said it before we actually started um, recording, but how the hell they managed to find that many highlights, I don't know. But um, I I actually thought that we. My worry was we looked tired in that game. We we looked we were up against a team that um, have patently played a lot less games than us, and arguably have got a little bit more to fight for in terms of you know survival in the Premiership and the all important you know uh, you know mammon that is uh, staying (laughs) in that in in that league. But um, uh, you know I, I think that's where we've that's cost us points this season. It's not the games against the big boys that have cost us. If you look at it, we've had no, a, a cracking time against some thing, of the big teams. At the bottom, the yeah. bottom
0: six or seven—they're the ones that have hammered us. Yeah, Reading, QPR. Yeah, and uh, I think I think.
1: If, we, if we'd have just won two of those games at like QPR and Reading for example um, you know they're probably two of the poorest teams that have, have graced the Premiership or whatever I think we'd be about a point off Manchester City wouldn't we I think or yeah cool, well I suspect
0: know. we wouldn't be terribly concerned about the, the ensuing scrap
1: for, for no. third and fourth um, no. that's going and, on to, uh, show,
2: to show this is live and topical can I just uh, introduce a stat to you all which you can I indeed. got off Twitter and I meant to write down the bloke's name but didn't um Apparently, the day that uh, Margaret Thatcher became Prime Minister, uh, QPR were in the relegation zone, and oh, the boy. day she resigned, having been mauled by Geoffrey Howe and all that, like a dead sheep, uh, they were in the relegation zone, and on the day she shuffled off the old mortal, they are in the relegation oh, zone. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's just one of those strange QPR-related <laughs>
1: facts, which... Um, excellent. But, uh, excellent yes and um Blimey, we'll have to find another Prime Minister to uh, hang him out to dry to, I suppose, at some point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she
2: she had a, no matter what your po- political views, yeah. she obviously <laughs> had no
0: <her> uses. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, I, suspe- I suspect that you'd, given given that our rise was from sort of kind of 94 onwards, I, I suspect we're probably inexorably linked with Tony Blair somewhere along the line. <laughs> very, very probably,
1: yes. Yeah. So someone needs to go and do some statistical checking about. Uh, actually, wasn't 97 the year we won the? FA Cup. On, it, was, yeah, well, it was the
0: year that, year that uh, Blair, Blair brought new Labour to power, and um, yeah. obviously won the FA Cup, and they yeah. can't have taken part too far apart from each other, I wouldn't yeah. have thought. Exactly. The, election,
1: the election was early May, wasn't it? May it, was, it was, that, indeed. It was, indeed. A week or so later. Yeah. There you go, see? I, I think you may have uncovered something there, Donald. Well,
2: it wasn't me, as I say. I must... uh we, oh,
1: we Give, uh, give need... credit to the anonymous... Yes. That's on Twitter whose name we will we'll, we'll come up and with. And who, m- who may have actually ordinarily just made it all up.
2: Uh, no, it's um, someone who, who is some uh, senior bloke in the Opta business, I seem to remember. I will look it ah, up, right.
1: up Ah,
0: okay. Before we're finished.
2: Okay.
0: Um, Duly noted.
1: Um, uh, well, back to what we, we were talking p- about. Yeah, I think well, the... yeah, yeah, we, should, sorry, we,
0: should, we should also just pop in the fact that uh, to be even more topical on the ball, um, United City, it's nil and at a half time and apparently is absolutely shite um, so anyway Tone carry on uh,
1: yeah so the Southampton game I thought um, it was disappointing I th- you know I'd, I'd hoped we'd go there and get at least a draw but you know when we consider we gave them such a tonk in there earlier in the, in the year um, mm. you know from a goal down I think we won 5-1 that particular day um, and, and this is what worries me about the whole Benitez reign is is there's a, a, a you know I wonder whether we're emulating almost what we did last season that the the, the pursuit of trophies that are more achievable if you like and in this case Europa League and FA Cup um, is going to get in the way of the one that ultimately whether you think you know it's a successful season if you're in the top four or not um, in terms of going forward mm. with the club in terms of being an important milestone in keeping and attracting players um, you know whether we're whether we're in danger of sacrificing that again um, you know, for the trophies, it's a difficult argument. I know what Mark would be saying because obviously it's about trophies, and you don't want to end up like Arsenal. But uh, well, I'm yeah, slightly worried about f- this
0: f- for having you know for all the sick that we've given Arsenal fans or in Arsenal Wenger in particular about shouting a fourth as a trophy. I, it is difficult. You know, it, it, if we end up with you know getting into two finals and you know p- possibly taking home one or two pots fantastic that would be um, that would be a, a lovely result I would be um, more than happy with that as a season but you know as, as we know Mammon is king and um, you know that, that fourth place is um, is fairly critical but I think it's I mean <laughs> I've seen all sorts of guff all over Twitter and social media and chat rooms and blogs and, and all sorts that you know this is all Benitez is doing and he's concentrating on the c- the cups for his CV and all that kind of thing and howdy, howdy. The He's concentrating on the cups <laughs> The coops for the club, um, which I generally think is a load of bollocks. Um, aside of anything else, you know, you would expect that when he was hired, the club would have incentivised him suitably, so that he knew exactly what his his goals were. And I suspect that you know, fourth place was the the critical one, with anything else being um, being a bonus. And if you yeah, if you look at some of the sides he started in the cups, yeah, maybe it isn't absolute top priority but yeah we'll see but, but anyway well I mean the,
2: the side he started against United was a, a much better side than the one he put out against Southampton and got a lot of stick for that uh, mm. because the, the performance at Southampton was so poor I mean Tony says they looked tired but there was quite a few players in there who hadn't been playing that heavily in, in, in the recent months uh, from memory I can't name the team but there was quite a few in there who were not rested necessarily, mm. but you know, it was uh, it was reasonable to expect well, I think a that, better performance. I think <laughs> Marin
1: and Moses were starters that day. Yeah. Um and and you know, you you have to worry, I mean neither have exactly played, you know Played themselves into the ground. We're not talking uh, matter here, are we? Or, no. or uh, Louise, for example, who've, who've played, you know, an enormous number of games or whatever. And I, I think you've got a point there. My my worries is, I, I absolutely understand Benitez, and I still think he's an average coach. I still think that's his failing for me. Um, but there is this: uh, he he has to manage the squad because it's mm. you know the, the number of games we've played. I mean, three in eight days, isn't it? It was less than a week, wasn't it? Actually, if you take Mm. it into consideration that we played United on the Monday, but four games in eight days at that level—two days, Uh, yes—and you know, it's hardly surprising that uh, uh, one or two legs. (laughs) And going back to the blog piece I wrote yesterday, that they're in that tired old swing mode because if if you hit a a physical wall, yeah, the the thing that goes immediately with it is your your mental state. You may Mm. recover that. Okay, but you, you you cannot disassociate the physical and the mental in that sense. I, don't, I really don't think you can. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it was.
2: I thought it was very disappointing. Not so much. Well, the result at Southampton, the performance particularly was poor. Was poor yeah. because yeah. they just they didn't press the ball, they didn't close the space down. Um, yeah, Sat, it's, Southampton it's, it's were it's very organised and very busy. And and as I said, I think I put a comment on there saying that. I thought the idea of football is when you've got the ball, you make the pitch big. When you haven't got it, you make it small. Yeah.
1: And, 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 we, managed and, to do, we managed to do
2: exactly the opposite. And you've hit, um, a,
1: you've hit a really good point there. Our best games all season... And if you look at our two best games in the last few weeks, the Manchester United games, where we dismally 2-0 down after 11 minutes at Old Trafford, in that second half, we absolutely closed them down. We didn't give them an inch mm. of space. And at Stamford Bridge... And yet, take two other games out, and I know we're going to move into Sunderland or whatever, but arguably with Ruben Kazan as well, we sat back. We did it yesterday afternoon. We sat back, we let them come at us, we, we, we kept back away from the ball, we gave them space to, to come in at us. And, and I'm, I'm not quite sure what the ethos is behind it. I don't know whether it's a, a repeat of Mourinho's resting off the ball uh, you know ethos or oh, what but well,
0: there's a degree of it i mean the united game was was interesting and we'll, we will touch on yeah individual games yeah. per se but the united game is interesting and and it's it's where people score against have scored against us depending on who is at, you know at the base of that that double pivot you know whatever you choose to call it in in midfield it was if you press that Especially with with that, I'm talking specifically about us. But I thought it was also the case to a degree with United. Um, if you press that two at the base in front, we have generally have a. It doesn't matter what combination of five or, you know out of the you know the more regular starters the subs. There's not really that many players in there that the ball tends to stick to. Hazard is is good in terms of sorry Hazard. Um, Yes, know, the, ball, the ball sticking to his feet. You know, Torres. Torres has improved in the last couple of games in that sense. So you have the situation. If you know, if you if it's you know the worst combination of the two for me is Lampard and Ramirez. If you press that combination, they're kind of left. Hurried on the ball, they're looking for you know. It's it's a long pass, which generally you know we, we won't get the second ball, and, mm. and it starts coming back at you. And I thought that's what we did to United um, in the second half was was just starting to squeeze Carrick, and I think it was was Jones um, who was in in midfield. Yeah, from, right. And I think they eventually, I think Fergie eventually bought gigs on in, in mm. there or thereabouts just to try and hang on to the ball a bit more because we were just pressing them effectively enough. So they, would, they were left kind of pinging hopeful balls and, you know, pushing it out wide and not just not generally getting a lot of joy. Um, and I thought that's what Southampton did to us quite effectively. And But, I mean, you know, in terms of the team, the, the team that started against Southampton, Czech, Ivan, Terry, Dave, Bertrand, Frank, Oscar, Mikel, Moses, Marin and Torres. Now, Moses and Marin, are the only two you would say probably wouldn't be first choice stars. I mean, Torres or Barr, mm. either way. Um, and we finished with both Ramirez and Hazard on the pitch um, and Betty Yoon as well. So it's not, it wasn't a weak side, but, you know, did. Did Benitez Benita's underestimated. You know, Southampton have beaten Liverpool previously. They, they, I think they got a result against City as well. They did. They, um, they, they,
1: they I don't know if he, I don't know if he underestimated
2: against. it, John. I think, I mean, from my point of view, if we'd gone with a strong team and beaten Southampton three nil, and then got whacked two nil by Man United on the Monday, mm. I, I would have. I I'd probably. I'm in a minority, but I. I I feel much better about the way they played and beat United uh, again. As I said on the blog, three halves of football they've played against United and not conceded a goal and, and scored three. That, that I think at least gives the team something to to coalesce around. You know, a, a sense of belief which perhaps beating Southampton by the odd goal wouldn't have. And I think you could also argue that. Dangerous as it is, and you know, we've got some tough games still to play. You've got another chance in the league. You only had the one chance in the coupe, and you know, was he right to take it? I think against a team like United, he was. I personally feel he was right to go for it. I, you know, I think, um, I know that the, the thinking around the, the place is that if we're not in the Champions League, uh, the Messiah will not return, etc, etc but mm. I don't know I part of me says you know, if we miss qualification for the Champions League that's probably a lesson the club could do perhaps with learning I, I don't uh, know, I mean that's a, that's a rather
1: No, I, know, gr- I totally know. agree I, think I, I
2: Ask me at the end of May when we fail to qualify and through my bitter wailing sobs I will probably take it all back but there is part of me that says you know the thing you need, you can always win a cup, you know, with an interim manager, with no manager at all. Yeah. But you can't win a league cocking about the way we do.
1: And I um, here, yeah, here, here, that's what I'll say to that. I think you're absolutely right. And there's a degree of you reap what you sow about that, mm. I'm afraid. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah. I mean, like today I, in the office about something different, said that uh, you, you sow what you reap. And, and, of course, that's why I failed... Uh, at Agricultural College earlier in life.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you s- or you see what you row. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <nice for> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so, yes, um, Southampton, disappointing um, and didn't we have a season like this a couple of years ago? Was it with... Um, was it with Carlo where we? I think the second season where we we drew Carlo's second it,
0: season was was a tricky one,
1: and we, yeah. We, we, yeah, we we drew a sort of inordinate a number of games against teams that you you know you probably have expected us to beat at home, etc. And then ultimately they cost us. Mm. And, and I, think well, was, I think
2: yeah, but with Carlo's second season, we we had the slump in November, December, but somewhere around January really we picked yeah. up and more or less kept going with the odd result here or there, mm. you know, so that by the time by the time uh, he got sacked at Everton, we we were still, you know, in a in a Champions League place, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's slightly different to this one, which I think is, you know, hiccuping along a bit more.
1: Yeah.
0: You
2: know, we we picked up a bit of pace by now, I think, under Ancelotti.
0: I think it's. Um, um...
2: And you know, had he had the injury problems, et cetera, to contend with, which yeah. We we haven't had, but then again, you know, as I say. It's, it's. There's a lot of young players coming to this to the team. I, I was watching a video today, which you've probably seen, of, of Ferguson interviewed by uh, Fabian Bartes, you know, his ex goalkeeper. No, no, I'm not. Um, sure. It's worth a watch. I'll have to try and find the link and send it on to you. And it, you know, he's sort of in a very relaxed and chatty mode. And
0: obviously, had a few by then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it it was one of those where you watch it and you, and you sort of think to yourself actually he's in many ways quite uh, a personable and you know likable you know if he was your manager you could see why you would end up you know uh bowing and scraping at his feet you know he, he came across it
0: he does it very this is, well this this is a, a notable point and um I, I I have a friend who um who's dealt with him professionally on a on You know, a a fairly senior level for a number of years, and said the first time he met him, he wanted, you know, (laughs) not a Man United fan, he wanted to dislike him um, and said, Frankly, you can't. You know, you, you sit down with him and he, he said, uh, it was Morris Watkins, United Solicitor, and he's up dragging the guy away because they were just jawing about football. You know, he's, mm. he's 100% immersed in football. Yeah. And if you get him on the subject, he's got so many stories and anecdotes and views and, and whatnot. Yeah. And a, a very amenable guy, apparently.
2: And the, key, the key thing he said was that he liked to build his teams out of young players. And the reason he did that was that you could put a team together and they become friends. You know, he was very, you know, definite about this, that they become, you know, they build relationships with each other and they become a team. You know, you meld them together. He he said to says, how long were you here? And he said, sort of three and a half years. He said, yeah, he said, you know, we tend to have players here for for at least two or three years, maybe more, you know, eight, nine, ten. We don't like to have players coming in and out, in and out, in and out. He said, because we'd like to put a team together. He said, so on a given day, You want eight players to play well, three players can have a bad game. But the thing is that the eight players know that next week they might have the bad game. So they carry and cover for the three players who are having Mm -hmm. a bad game. And then the next week you'll have a different eight players. But he said, as long as he he said, in all the years I've been coaching, he said, the times I've actually had 11 players all play well, you know, very few. But it's his figure, his magic figure of eight. And this is what he was talking about. And, well, it's, you know, this is the thing this true. season. We, we're only putting this team together. They're sort of trying to find their feet. Terry and Lampard have been in and out of the team. So that dog has gone. So that core that used to hold the team together isn't there. So, there. how much of this is, is a conservatism or a lack of coaching from. From, uh, well,
0: I think it's, it's very true. from Benitez,
2: and how much is a team, you know, still finding out who are the person, you know, yeah, building the relationships. Who still, are the leaders, who are, you know, who you are the know, leaders. And again, it's another reason why you, you, you try and, you know, get a team together and get a coach with them, you know, the sort of cycle that you get, this sort of three or four year cycle, you know, a lot of successful coaches are only at a club for three or four years, but they get time to put a team together, run it for a couple of years into success, and then it starts to break up naturally. Mm. And, you know, I mean, we're I not getting this, that the last few years.
0: I, think, I mean, I think that's a good point. And this is, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to, you know, Tony wanted to raise the, the, the point about Mikel. Mm. We've looked better with Mikel in the side, and Mikel is there because he's a constant. You know, he's not, I think he's quite a good personality around the squad, but he's a constant. You know, he's been there for, you know, X number of managers, they've all picked him, they've all trusted him, despite what, you know, any number of people say about him, he is a good, solid mm. rock, on which, you, you know, he, he gives seven out of ten performances all the time, and, and often yeah. better, he rarely, re- you know, he very rarely has a bad game, and I think the, the point about United is interesting, because it's a point that's been made a lot, and, and, more, and more so recently, because it's something that Gary Neville touched on in his column, who, you know, he's coming up with quite a lot of interesting points as a pundit Um, and it's been made elsewhere by any number of people, I think we've touched on on the blog as well is actually having those you know, those youth team players that you bring through and the one that Gary Neville particularly picked out um, was Johnny Evans when he first came through three or four years ago, he said there were just armies of United fans coming up to him after. Yeah, bloody Johnny Evans, he's no good. He's never going to make it. He's hopeless, rubbish, get rid of him. Um, and what Ferguson does is he just moulds them into the right kind of player <laughs> and and brings them through. So, they yes, they're not world beaters. They're not superstars. But they do a job. And when he calls on them and says, I want you to sit there yeah. and I want you to mark him and I want you to make sure this doesn't happen, they know it. They know how to do it. And yeah. I think that's what, I think that, to be honest, that's what an awful lot of sides lack. And I think that's why no one's really challenged them this season. I, I don't think City, City have got this a little bit like we were, but not as well managed, you know, yeah. a few years back where you had lots and lots of world class players and not many journeymen but Mourinho was very good at managing it now I think Mancini's got a lot of superstars and he's got a bench worth you know 200 million quid or whatever it is but I don't think he's very good at managing it well it's, it's, it's that ability just to sort of say to you know the guy Scott Sinclair whoever it is just come on right you sit there you do that you make sure this happens you make sure that doesn't happen bang it's what Fergie's always been a master at
1: and and that
0: and it's what wins titles
1: and I think isn't that linked into a degree of continuity and stability within the club you know I mean how many of our players would take much notice of Benitez I'm still convinced now Ashley Cole signed the new contract on the basis that he knew Benitez wouldn't be there uh, and that uh, he, you know, he didn't have to impress. He doesn't have to impress anybody anyway. But I, I, I sort of take the point with Mikel, and, and let's face it, he's been a whipping boy for a few years for a, uh, you know, a, a sizeable part of the Chelsea crowd. I have absolutely from day one yeah. stood by and watched him and thought, mate, this guy's good. This he, yes, he's not flash, you know. But Claude Makélélé wasn't flash. Ricardo yeah. Carvalho wasn't flash. You don't, you can't have. I don't want a team of Galacticos. I don't want a team of ball juggling fuckwits, you know, uh, in, in my defence sanctuary or, else, or, or even particularly in the midfield, especially in the holding midfield. He's run a four. And just want a fella doing a job. Yes. And, but he, but, he's he's know, more he, than that though. He, he,
2: ra- he, uh, he raises his game. You, you think of all the big finals we've been in, all the big yes, games. Yes,
1: he does the job. He, well, he, he's,
2: he's always performed. Wasn't he you player
1: at a he was player of the tournament in the African... Cup yeah. of nations, wasn't he? I yeah. think. You yeah. know?
2: I mean you're but not Munich. Yeah, he's
1: not picking up these awards and, and, and this sort of stuff lightly. So he's very is, quietly yeah. going about a job pretty much like an early you know, early age Balak you know, in the in the sort of background. You just you you send something that, that's there. Uh, and it's, it's creating a problem for us because, you know, unfortunately it's meaning where's where's Frank Lampard's place in this? Because the Ramirez and Mikel um, double Pivot, swively, it's, it's, it's the best thing or we got Yes it is It's the one that works because, best Because it allows Ramirez to run at people um, You know through the centre Well he's, uh, he's got Essien's energy there's, Exactly there's no, there's no point in having Ramirez Sitting at the base of
0: that pivot And controlling the area in front of the defence He's got Essien's energy He yes. needs to be bombing forward
1: And bouncing around
0: And his short range passing isn't terribly
1: good Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 no but uh, I mean he 's you know he, I think he brings a lot a lot more to it i mean he he produced one tackle yesterday where he ran the a good forty fifty fifty yards and it was the most one of the most perfectly timed Tackles I've ever seen I mean he got a standing a load of applause where we were stood you know it was just mm. a fabulous yeah, yeah, no, Ramirez. I and I, I think that it's too easy for people to get on the back so I've been guilty of that we, well, let's face it we all argue we've got on Torres's back or whatever but I, I made, made a point I think of naming him man of the match yesterday but every time I've seen Mikel this season and, and you know up until the point where he went to the Africans Nations Cup and in fact up until the point where um, Benitez took over you know he was pretty much a first choice in there mm-hmm. you know Robbie had seen something there and, and you know and given him that chance to develop and
0: well, Rob- Robbie played a similar role Yes, a lot of the time. Yeah, you know, he he, he, under, he understand you know, but I think Mikel was very fortunate to have a manager like that because he understood the role he played. And you know, I think this i have have rambled on this on numerous occasions. It's—it's a, it's a position I find fascinating because it's—it's it's what the team kind of revolves around. You know, you can you can pick apart how any eleven players interact with each other, but that little role in the middle. And I was always fascinated when. You know Zidane said when um, Real Madrid sold Maca lately, it's you know it's all very well putting another another coat of gold paint on the on the Bentley, but if you sold the engine, what's the point? Yes. Um <laughs> And Ranieri as well. Ranieri, for all his faults, was was a very he was a very thoughtful man about football and what you know if if you if people had ignored the you know the piss taking of the silly accent, a lot of what he said was actually quite intelligent and quite smart and observant about the game. Um, and and I've always been quite fascinated about that little, that role sort of sitting at the base of midfield. And the difference is, because I think actually when, when McAuley went, it was the right time because I think another season, he probably would have been booked a lot more and he would have been possibly sent off and wouldn't have been quite as smart because tackling was just becoming less of an integral part of the game. If you actually look, you know, you can sit and dig through stats. In the last sort of five or six years... There's less and less tackling. It's more about reading the game, more about what Mikel does. sits in that position. You know, people say oh, he doesn't tackle a lot, but well, he doesn't need to. You know, actually, you don't when you're playing against, especially if you're up in the the echelons, the, the higher echelons of the Champions League, and you've got Xavi and, and Messi and whoever just tick-tacking about in front of your goal. You don't want to be tackling because you're going to give away free kicks. Which will cost you at that level, actually, what you want is a man reading the game and and intercepting and and cutting these balls out um, and I think that's that 's why mcley 's scoring is, or is, has done so well and listen we could we could ramble on this all night, but in very simple terms, the guy is what well twenty five twenty six years of age precisely. He has. he's won everything there is to win in the English domestic game he's won the Champions League he's won the African Cup of Nations he's won pretty much everything he's going to be able to win either club or international level by the time he's 25 and in a very very important position
1: now what more can you say you know exactly yeah. you know I, I, and, and, and the evidence is there I, I, I think you know I mean to be fair I've not heard the usual sniping I still think there's one or two in the crowd who are like oh you know you're, he always passes backwards and you think, "What's the game, for God's yeah, exactly, sake. Exactly, yeah, aside of everything
0: bit. else, the criticisms you know? that are levelled at him are generally... But they're not accurate, it's not, you know... Yes, the one that I would say it is, is possibly fair levelled at him is he's maybe a little bit too slow sometimes. I think, you know, he could possibly release the ball a bit quicker, but everything else I think he does, you know, pretty much you nailed see, on but I oh,
1: quite like that about... I, I liked that about Balak. Balak was able to put his foot on the ball and slow things down, you know, when things needed to be slowed down. And I think there's been a couple of games we've had lately where you just looked at our midfield and thought, oh, for God's sake, we just needed someone there, like an information, you know, a return back to that, a, a player who can who can get in, block and, and, and tackle and get in and be a pain in the arse sort of thing, you know. And I think that's what he's doing, but very, very quietly and very, you know, um, and very effectively at the moment. Um, Mm. And uh, I think, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure to see. I think that the fact that someone somewhere signed him up for a five-year contract, didn't they, just before Robbie yeah. um, got booted out. So somebody somewhere patently does know something about football outside of the, the you know, the, the management team, as it were, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you know,
0: it's, it's, um, it's, it's good that we're hanging on to players yeah. like that because, you know,
1: they're
0: if you actually look you know you look at what people are paying for that sort of holding midfielder, you know the, the base of the double pivot or whatever it is A there's not that many of them around you know and ridiculously one of the ones that who apparently will be on the market this summer is um, old Nomenia Matic who was was with us and has, has played superbly in Portugal I can't remember exactly who he plays for um, um, yes. he, he, he was part of the Lewis, the deal that brought Lewis to us mm. Um, and he apparently has been playing extraordinarily Benfica well. Then, Benfica, me, yeah. yeah, he's been playing extraordinarily well and, you know, one of the the many teams that are now looking at me is United now, you know, that kind of that kind of role, they're few and far between the, the players who are very good in that position and, uh, and that's why we need to hang on to him. But anyway, we've, we've eulogised Mikel, where were we game-wise? We were,
1: we were just about to, to touch on Manchester United and our glorious yeah. victory, our, um, our, what was it, our coop runneth over? <laughs> I believe the the, the, the erstwhile reporter um used that as his strap line um, <laughs> under absolutely no edit- editorial control from our dear leader at all I think on that one. No, I, uh, I quite enjoy it <laughs>
0: this is this is why, why Nick is such a good chap he he, he leaves us alone to spout our yeah. shite um, <laughs> um, d- doesn't edit in any way, which, um, yeah. which is to his credit. Um, United, yeah, it was, um, d- we, we should note that they are also 1-0 down at the moment. Um, no, it's 1-0
2: now. It's oh, been a, it? an <laughs> own goal by Vincent Company. Oh, <laughs> so bugger. They're, they're only behind for a few minutes. Apparently the uh, the, the City goal came from a Ryan Giggs back pass or something or Back heel.
0: He did some sort of ridiculous back heel where he shouldn't have been, which I'm sure Fergie was terribly unimpressed by. But um, oh right, no, the BBC site hasn't even updated yet. God above, how slow! Uh, well, um, I
1: know you know it's Twitter these days, isn't it? That's that's where it's all happening. Well, it is, and it was interesting. Just. We're going well, on. Wasn't it the
2: BBC who said that uh, Margaret Thatcher had died of a strike as well?
0: Yes. <laughs> they did did they? Played. Yeah, no, yeah. The third <laughs> it, was, list it was the
2: BBC and, and also an Irish uh, website. I, I, they must have got it off the same... one well, I presume they took it off the same feed from right. whatever news agency they got it from. But, uh, yeah, they, they both had a down as dying of a strike. So.
1: Oh, that had to be deliberate. Sure. Well, it's, okay.
0: it, I, it, one, one would suggest possibly <laughs> someone <laughs> was having someone was having a bit of a chuckle there yeah, somewhere indeed. Well, well, you know. indeed. but anyway go
1: so, uh, yeah. so on to Manchester United uh, let, let's, let, let's, little, uh, little uh, bit of politics let's have, let's have Donal give us um, some facts yes. lyrical for us
2: well yeah I I sort of missed I missed the first half uh, I had to watch it in playback because I was uh, doing a bit of fencing um, that's putting up a fence I, I say, was, was going to
0: we're, we're oh not God. We're not talking jabbing around with a rapier or with a mask <laughs> yes no,
2: I didn't have I didn't have any FA out or possibly,
0: um, or possibly selling stolen goods <laughs> <laughs> just Just so yeah. the listener knows uh, right
2: yes <laughs> okay <laughs> yes yeah, so uh, so I was so I I didn't catch most of the game live but I watched it in playback and um, yeah I mean I, as everyone says the first half both teams looked a bit a bit tired and lacking in ideas, and, um, you know, it was the old cliche of the game needed a goal, and uh, luckily it was was us who who, who gave it, and, you know, bars, it was an outstanding goal, you know, that sort of athleticism that you you sort of look at and, you know, yes, that's a goal, and that's a good goal, and then the more often you see it, the more you realise that it's, you know, that the... the fine margins that are involved in these things, you know, right. an inch either way and his foot would, you know, if his foot was at a different angle, the board would have skidded off the top of his toe, you know, it's all that sort of thing. I think,
0: I think that's, it's, that's it's a very good, instinct, isn't it? You it's know, a it's, very good point, actually. It's one of those goals that, that, were you 13 and, and, Trying to reenact in the playground the next morning, that there would be many, many sprains and possibly broken bones.
2: I'm sure there were groins going all over.
0: Yes, and, and you know, fat fat blokes Sunday Sunday League trying to reenact and, and, and injuring themselves quite badly, indeed. Well, actually,
2: um, you've actually touched on something, John. Can, can I just say this in defence of, of fat blokes <laughs> <on> Sunday football?
0: <laughs> it's just, is, this, is this something close to your heart? No, no. It's
2: funny. I, the, the boy, the son and heir, obviously now plays uh, on a Sunday for his uh, his under ten team. Or he's actually nine. He plays a year above, below, above his age. And they were playing the other week, and on the pitch next door, because they play on a little pitch, on the big pitch, there was a team of young, sort of athletic-looking types up against uh, a sort of team that was a mixture of some youngish, athletic-looking types and several fat blokes and very vocal fat blokes who were insisting on swearing at the referee a lot. Mm. Um, And, I, you know, I was sort of keeping half an eye on it while the kids were warming up, thinking, you know, this can only go one way, they're going to get hammered. And then I I went back to watching the kids warm up. Next thing, there was a goal went in. The fat blokes had scored. Mm. A few minutes later, fat bloke. It was about 3 or 4 nil before the other team got a goal. And... The fat blokes, they were fat and they weren't moving <laughs> around a lot. But they'd obviously all played a bit. because they,
0: they, they had an eye for goal.
2: And they also had this skill in midfield. You know, they could—they put their foot in and got the ball when they needed to and kicked the living diddlies out of someone when they didn't. And, mm. um, you know, were able to pass the ball and control it on what was a very muddy, bumpy pitch. So... You know, as Jan Molby famously demonstrated in that Liverpool final against Newcastle, where he just stayed in the centre circle and sprayed the ball around. Mm. Fat blokes, you know, fat blokes can play football.
1: No, yeah, yeah. When he... Francis Lee was, a, you know, he, he mm. was a rather rotund. Um, yeah player and and, and someone like I fair modeled myself on it, even to this day. Well exactly. I think you could
2: dedicate a whole website to fat bloke fat, fat blokes <laughs> playing football.
1: I, I should
0: I should I should, yeah. should, should, should note one of the one of the many reasons would that um the the Franley Lee was fat he, he used to was a, a drinking partner of my, my dad back in the back in the day, back well, in the
1: sixties. Good lord You
0: really? see, yeah 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 well you, you know he was he was the waste paper king <laughs> He, oh, he made uh, that's where he made his money. Outside of football he had, yeah. um, he had a waste of paper business and he, a he bit was of recycling as we call it. Yeah. Recycling. Well yeah, yeah. well it's just, just as a bit of an aside, my, my family were, were heavily involved in, in said industry at it, in its in its genesis. Um, and yeah, and I think his possibly his daughter married a, like a distant long relative of mine. By marriage somewhere along you know, way back when Then, um, yeah, my, my dad knew him quite well um, and, and, and had many beers with him and you know, he liked his beers like many of the footballers back in those days did Indeed. and um, didn't stop him
1: and, How did um, we end up on fat blokes playing football? Fat like, like playing this, football this is- anyway, yeah Can I just <laughs> also
2: say that if you, if you were sort of relating that tale to us with a vaguely Italianate New Jersey accent and we were talking about <laughs> the waste paper business and general intermarrying we'd probably be going down the road of some form of Sopranos-type series <laughs> that could be made.
1: It's
2: time to knock out a script about the yeah. waste paper industry. And all that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. How do we get onto to Fat Blokes?
1: United, it? It was something
0: yeah. to, I, I believe I, I likened, well, I, I suggested that, that people trying to, um, to oh, emulate, yes. emulate Bars. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just just to, to ramble, we're rambling anyway, so we may as well, but um, yes. to ramble a bit more on said subject, um, I, I believe that there was. Um, post World Cup nineteen ninety where Roberto Baggio did is sort of stand on the ball and drag it back and, and zip it away. Mm. I, I'm reliably informed, I can't remember where the stat came from, but but the number of, of broken ankles on on Sunday league pitches went up by <laughs> a good hundred and twenty percent plus <laughs> after that. <laughs> Because Fat Terry, 15 stone, had a few pints before I went, you see, you see that Italian bloke who did that last
1: thing? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Ambulance? Uh, but anyway. I, I actually did break my ankle, but not by doing that. I was trying to emulate Olga Corbett. <laughs> 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 and I did it in the pub. Dare after, I ask? After, after what must have been a good 10 or 11 pints of uh, of Carlsberg, and um, I was trying to prove to my girlfriend at the time that I could do the handspring, you know, where you, like the tumbling thing, which I could do. All, already yeah. I can tell this is not <laughs> going to end yes. <laughs> And so I, d- I did the first one. You didn't have a <laughs> leotard
2: on, did you, Tony? Because no, that's no, one no, image no. that's no, going keep um, you, awake you know, for most I, of the night. I,
1: I, managed to, I, I managed to put my Rothmans out and do one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, old, like
0: Olga I, used to do. Now,
1: I was a model of health and then I did the second one and somehow or another my my ankle ended up in the vicinity of my neck (laughs) and I just laid there and I think you've all probably experienced the um, the cold sweat of failure (laughs) you just lay there pumping sweat out in dire agony, and I had to be taken to the hospital, and <laughs> so I was like one of these A&E nightmares. <laughs> I, you know, I fell down the stairs, Gov. it was that kind of thing, really. Um, yes, a lesson to be learnt there. I
0: we don't digress, know. And I, I promise you, that as, as, as the man who has to try and bring this into order, I, I promise you this will be the last digression, I still think I possibly have the best ever visit to A&E.
1: Fire away.
0: no sorry 21st birthday party I was I was the designated driver so I wasn't drinking 21st birthday party in a hall you know homemade cakes all that kind of thing Um, and I was end of the evening standing there chatting with a mate and there were people just just lobbing bits of food at each other like happens at the end of these things it was all a bit silly and a bit childish my pal turned round just as someone launched from the other side of the hall a Jacob's Club Biscuit boom, straight in the corner of his eye. Bang. His eye came up like a cricket ball within seconds. It probably couldn't see out of it, eye-watering in a lot of pain. So, being the designated driver, I drove into West Hill Hospital in Dartford, which, you know, on a Friday night, it's not an attractive place. Oh, good Lord. So, we get in there, and I mean, there's, there's people there with limbs hanging off, blood all over the floor, you know, the usual sort of stuff. Um, and got him in there and settled him down and, you know, cloth over his eye and all that kind of thing. And the nurse comes out, what's the matter with this one? Expecting, you know, well, you know, pissed, fell over, fight, et cetera, et cetera. He was hit by a Jacob's Club biscuit. I beg your pardon. He was hit by a Jacob's Club biscuit. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. okay. Yes. Anyway, were we talking about football? Yes, we were. Yes, we were. We were <laughs> talking about Manchester. You we know, were at Old
2: Trafford. We're at Old Trafford.
0: No, no, we're at we, we're at St- Stam-
1: Bridge. 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 Yes, Old Bar- oh, we've, we've moved on. To, of course. Yes, we've Sorry. got to. We've got to. Bar's goal and fat blokes yeah. copying it. But I think you're in you one now. You're in the Sorry. last.
0: You're yeah. in the last edition of the Podding Shed. Catch up, man. For heaven's sake. Yeah, sakes.
1: <laughs>
0: um, yeah I, I think you know basically
2: the, the team sort of controlled that game, particularly second half, in, in a way that um, I found very encouraging. Um, I think one of the things about United is, although Ferguson did put Jones in there, I think, to counter a sort of midfield two of Ramirez, because I, I think that second half at Old Trafford was very much in his mind and was trying to sort of counter, you know, what was a bit of midfield dominance in, the, in up there. We did get back on top in midfield, you know, as the game rolled on, Man United always play a certain type of football that you can always have a game against them. I think unless he's particularly settled in on, you know, trying to hold a lead in in a two leg game or something. So, so it, it's it's not always fair to say, "Oh well, we did that to United, so we can do that to Southampton." Because some of the in inverted commas lesser teams, you know, don't don't open up for you to. To, to, to have a go at them like that but um, you know I, I thought it was a, an encouraging performance in that it showed that you know as a team there is a team spirit there I think there's a belief you know it, they just we just can't achieve the consistency that United do but in terms of a, a one off performance on the day that they can certainly turn up and play
1: I think uh, I, I, I think my one of my points I was going to make around it was that you know on our day we're not twenty two points worse than they are.
0: Yeah.
1: No, so, no, not at all. And that's that's the most frustrating thing about yeah. it is is that we we simply
0: haven't challenged them in the way that we should, and and that's the disappointment because we you know like you say we are not that much worse than they are, and it's not you know it's a decent United side. There's no question, but it's not. Vintage by anyone's stretch of the imagination, but but anyway, yeah. but um, I thought once we got the goal and, and it, the game opened up a little bit and they they started to push forward and we got the you know the magic three on the ball a little bit more. There was I mean we eulogised a bit about it at the time. The guy I sit next to, um, or I was sitting next to for the the United game. Hazard's one-on-one that he narrowly dragged wide. The first touch was just a piece of magic like you rarely see on a football pitch. It, it, it was simply perfect. You know, Ball coming over behind him, just nudges it forward, takes it away from the defender. A genuinely fantastic piece of football. But, um, yeah. and, he, and he has... After after a fairly sort of fairly blistering start, he had a relatively quiet couple of months where he you know didn't really do much, but he's really starting to shine now and and starting to look like you know a, a proper thirty million pound plus player and um, and hopefully we can um, we can hang on to the guy and he will get better and better because he's still only what 20, <coughs> 22?
1: yeah I, think I, I you know for there, me there's, there's a bit of class there without question yeah. Mm. And I thought, yeah, he's, he's. And, 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 and you know I mean United, uh, it, it's a joy to see. It's, it's probably been a while since I've seen a United side so scared, so sort of like you know, it, playing the game in such trepidation, not knowing how to deal um, with, with two or three players on the other side. And they, they, they wobbled against Real Madrid, but only went down to ten men. Um, but when faced with matter and Hazard, and what was or was probably a bit more of an in Oscar at that time um there was there was almost a genuine look of bemusement and um, you know I've got to say Rio Ferdinand he must have been you know that's probably one of the points where he was probably thinking what am I doing here um against well, he,
0: these he was, um, he was he was he properly lost Barr in a very big way for the goal just mm. to know
1: where he was going apparently a repeat of uh what he did he did the similar thing when yes. Barr scored a similar goal um for Newcastle against them a few years yeah. back or a couple of years ago, I, I believe. Well, I've not actually seen it, but uh, it, it certainly sounds an interesting um, theory, you know, um, that, that he's... Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm ambivalent about Ferdinand as I'm ambivalent about a lot of them. But uh, I think that particular game, you know, there, there was a player who looked, you know... Out of place in terms of his age and and everything like that, and a, a bit bemused by everything that was going on around him. And I, I do want to give a I do want to give a shout out to Peter Check Peter Check, as I'm going to call him, um, to annoy everybody um, for that. Peter Cech. that sh- yes, that that save from Hernandez. Um, oh my word! That was incredible. I, I you know, that was for me. Uh, and, is it, you know, you, you probably could remember a few more when you've had a few drinks or whatever, but, um, you know, three world-class saves. I can ever remember in my life seeing Golden Banks' save against Pelé when Pelé actually yep. shouted yep. goal. Was, okay. Wasn't there myself, but, yeah, it's, no, it's one but, of the best. Um, the second one for me is Jim Montgomery's double save in, for Sunderland versus Leeds in the cup final, which is, yep. okay. to this day... Jim Montgomery would still be wondering how the hell he did it because I, you know, even watching it in replay he still is an amazing double save and then I'd, I'm putting checks in there as well it was just fantastic that had goal written all over it where he came from I mean it, and, and I want to give a fair play to Hernandez because he took it really well I mean he he genuinely joked and I think his apparently his words were how the fuck did you get that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> Something you know, he he was clearly just blown away by it.
0: Yeah. because of the look on his face and when he, he spoke to Czech, he was quite clearly knocked over. But yeah. um I, I just just simply to be purely contrarian and, and, and cause a bit of a ruckus. You know who was playing Hernandez on side? Uh go fire away. Lewis. Was he really and quite badly actually, yeah. He, he was, <coughs> To, and, and to be entirely fair I'm, I'm not having a deal it was the one time where he was he was caught but he was he was playing him on side and ah. uh,
1: if you look at the replay but anyway that's Manchester City have just got 2-1 up
2: Fair play to Hernandez as well when that when, when Czech made the save I thought that was one of the sort of nice bits of football you see from time to time is the way he was <laughs> just, just laughing yeah. <laughs> he was just laughing at the sort of ridiculousness of mm. you know um, sort of disbelief but it was uh quite a nice touch I mean to be fair and as I said in my piece one doesn't always want to be fair to the United they were playing with Valencia at right back which to some extent might have affected the way and again one doesn't want to give Ferdinand too much but might have affected the way he was playing because he was it's, conscious yes, was that
0: he didn't have
2: a deal set up is it a nailed on right back There, although Valencia did okay but you know they were uh, they, I don't think they've adequately replaced Gary Neville really have they because the uh, Fabiari is, is pretty decent but he's not He's not Gary Neville type dependent, is he? So um, no, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think, uh, and obviously Van Persie should have finished off, but then Hazard should have finished his goal. So you know, it was a it was a ding dong sort of a game, and we just, I think, just kept our noses in front and probably kept our our game together better. They, they like Tony says, they got a bit sort of just knock it up and hope for the best, which was very. Ununited like Normally when they're Pinging the ball A distance Someone like Rooney is, is in some space Isn't he And he He just seems to You know You're watching it on the telly And you see the guy Hit the ball long And then Rooney's there On his own And you think Well how did he get there You know Why was he standing there You don't see the bit Where he's moved into space unless this are at the game but, You know they, I think they missed him Although Obviously he's not He's not playing that well At the moment If if Fergie's leaving him out, you assume. I don't see enough of them to to make that judgment. But I always fear a United when Rooney's playing more than I fear one when he they that he, that he isn't playing for. If you see
0: what I mean. I think he. Um, it's always about. And there's any number of players you could you could apply this to when when they come bursting onto the scene at sort of 16, 17, the number that actually sort of carry on through until they're sort of 33, 34, 35, mm. a few and far between. That's, when, that's why Giggs is actually is is more of a freak and a phenomenon than anything else because he came through that early and he had his injury problems, but he's just kept going and then just kept adapting. But he's an athlete, whereas mm. Rooney, you can look at and think – you know, it's only going to take a serious injury when he's 29 and he's bollocks. He really is mm. in trouble. He's going to be
2: playing with a, flat, with a fat bloke standing uh, there. Well, in tri- it's,
0: it's, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? It's, mm. And so, yeah, it's the ability. But I think it's also players get characterised by what people remember them as and people remember Rooney as this, you know, fearless. And he genuinely was just utterly fearless. It was, you know... Mm. That sort of sixteen year old that got the ball at old Trafford for everton and you know didn 't have any other option well let 's run towards goal and you know and, ha- and have a dig, which is just something that you don 't see that often, and I think he 's kind of characterized as being you know he scored explosive goals he you know lifted England up, looked fantastic, so all of a sudden, when you know think he he maybe gets a little bit slower. Has the odd injury to contend with, and you know, is still obviously a very decent footballer and mm. can pass the ball. And is actually quite intelligent. I think in, he'll in, go. in a football sense. Well, I mean, yeah, who knows? I don't. Yeah. I don't see Fergie wanting to get rid of him yet. Personally,
1: uh, yeah, I, well, I think I it's. I, I suspect a smokescreen around the uh, he's not going anywhere next season. I, I think. Fergie doing what Fergie does and I think every possibility and you know, he's a ruthless bastard isn't he at the end of the day oh, he is he was, no he is he is that a
2: smokescreen created by Rooney himself puffing away on her
1: yeah Garth on the
2: 10s where the Hedges
1: you do wonder I, 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 I don't know it's just uh, there's no science behind it Johnny I am um, just no, no, Of the view that the man um, will get rid of Rooney. He, uh, not get rid of him, I we get a good deal for him. He'll, he'll go somewhere, but um, uh, I, I think. I, I Do you not want to
2: sell him to a Premier League side? I don't.
0: Yeah, no, no. I think, I think that's the argument. Is, in very simple terms, Rooney is he's not the sort of chap being entirely polite. He's not going to go abroad. Mm. Ultimately. Well, you know That may be being harsh, you know, with characterising. <coughs> You know, your classic John Bull Englishman. I don't see him going abroad. Um, And Ferguson ain't going to sell him to a a Premiership side. So I'd I'd see him there for another two years at least. Because I think he has a role to play. But anyway.
1: I might have a pint on you with that one. Dumb. Okay. (laughs) Um...
0: So we've done United. So we're halfway through our games of the week, and and it's nearly midnight. a load of shite for an hour. Um, So well, let's 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 move on. Um, Ruby Kazan, we won three one. Technically, it would have been nice to have kept a clean sheet. And I personally thought, from what little I saw of it, the penalty was very harsh in the sense that Terry had
1: he had 0.23 seconds apparently to get out of the way. That that you know because of the distance and they, someone worked it out that you know if you look well at it's the distance, reaction time isn't it? It's, yeah, reaction time. Well, zero point two three seconds is. Um, uh, I mean, let's face it. John Terry's not you know, pace has never been part of it, and I, I'm guessing pace of thinking is probably <laughs> not exactly. The I, I was one.
2: there. I was there, and from the angle I saw it up in the east stand. It, it did appear to clearly hit his upper arm, but what I couldn't tell was how far his upper arm was dangling away from his body. Um, I mean were his arms a couple of people have suggested that he's almost perfected this over the last few years if you if you look he's he's got away with it on numerous occasions of having his arms far enough away from his body that if the ball does hit it you could be done for a penalty but he hasn't quite been done very often and um, I couldn't tell from where I was and I haven't seen a replay of whether you know, if your arm is pretty close into your body, I don't mean to sort of stick it behind your back type thing, but then the chances are you won't get done. But if you sort of open up, you know, if, if the armpit is being aired, as it were, um, you can possibly be done. And I couldn't tell the ang- from the angle I was at how far, you know, was he releasing armpit hair into the air or was he, you know, keeping his arm, you know, but,
1: uh, I, th- I think even the punditry couldn't make up its mind one way or the other, you know, you- and looking at Twitter, you know, just as a, a, a kind of vox pop, it was about 50-50 on, yes, it was a penalty, uh, no, it wasn't. What it certainly wasn't was a booking. Oh, yeah, no. P- not in a million years. What the fuck that referee was thinking about there, I don't know. Uh, maybe mm. he was just trying to get his quotas up. I don't know. But um, Picky pick Euro ref. Absolutely, yes. And, you know, I, I I watched the game quite patiently because I'm, I'm not actually sure I'm going to be seeing this week's one because I think it will coincide with my drive home from work. Um, uh, and I thought it was workmanlike, but um, there was no doubt. I mean, you were there, you said, don't know. I mean, did the atmosphere come across as... as as drab as he did on the, I mean, they had about it 15 was, it, was,
2: it was a very cold night. It was a night where, obviously, like myself, a lot of people had taken their children because it was half term. And so, you know, there was a deal on, and it's a chance, you know, because the boy can stay up late um, because he hasn't got school the next day. So there was quite a lot of people there with their kids. Um, I think there was only 30 something thousand. There was an, an enormous yawning gap at one end of the stadium, where the 46 or so Kazan fans (laughs) struggled to fill that enormous gap. You know, and it was almost like a metaphor for the relationship of the West to Russia. You know, there is this... They're part of Europe, but they're not type of thing going on, if you know what I mean, in my head when I looked over there. Because, you know, they... The River Volga, I, I think that's sort of still considered as, as sort of central Western Russia, you know, still European Russia, I should say. It's, it's probably fairly central in terms of geography. Still considered almost European Russia, I believe, um, although uh, I stand to be corrected on that. And, um, you know, but it's an enormous distance for people to travel. And interestingly, I think on the blog, that guy, Gleb, um, yeah, if, if that's how you pronounce the name, I don't know. He he's obviously uh, from that part of the world. He wrote very interestingly that Kazan, although they've had this football team for you know sixty years or more, they just don't. They're only playing a ground of twenty eight thousand, and it's football isn't a, a big thing to the city. It's 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 hockey. You know, ice hockey is the big game there. Um, but even then, uh, I think AK Kazan, as they're called, have only been going since the fifties the snow leopards of Kazan, I think they're, um, but they, perhaps culturally, economically, socially, they, they've not had big sports teams there, I I don't know, but, um, certainly it, it, it was not disappointing because, you know, would we, how many are we going to take that, if we had to go the extra 400 miles beyond Moscow to Kazan, you know, how many people are going to make the trip anyway? um, so, yeah, the atmosphere was, was fairly flat in that it was a very cold night. Uh, a lot of people weren't probably regulars. Not that that would stop people being vociferous, but, you know, it's the Europa League. You know, everyone's aware that it's not, quite, it's not quite the Champions League, is it? But it, I thought it was a decently interesting game. Um, I certainly, the performance of Torres and, to a lesser extent, Bernay were a bit of an eye-opener. Because um, Torres looked very sharp, um, you could say it was the quality of the opposition, but they they weren't you know piss poor. I mean, certainly defensively they, they were organised and and they took a took a fair while for Chelsea to break them down. But Torres was scooting about the place. He was you know winning balls in the air. He was making himself available. There seemed to be a sense of direction about him. He was getting on the ball. He was dribbling with it. He was beating players. It, You know, much more so than quite a few of the other Chelsea players. So it wasn't that everyone was, you know, having mazy dribbles up through Kazan because they were useless. It was he himself seemed to have found some sort of form. Now, how long that lasts, I don't know. I didn't see the game yesterday, but he came on and made an impression straight away from what I can tell.
0: Well, Um, I mean, I thought he, to be perfectly fair to him, I. I don't think you, you, got, he's got many fans left at Chelsea, but I thought he turned the game around yesterday. He did, did very well and was just much more mobile than Barr and was was chasing stuff down and and just just hassling and and causing. And it's that it's it's in combination with that. You know, if you press the you press the the two the, the centre halves, so they can't pass the ball out easily, so they can't get it to the you know the, the guys at the base of the double pivot or whatever you choose to call it. It just it just makes it very difficult for the opposition to play, and I thought that's what he was doing. He was just running and hassling, and
2: yeah, just but not the really headless chicken running that we've seen. No, no, no. You know, sort Actually, of matter. I'm just running around. He and he made a couple of clearing headers defensively. So it was almost you know sort of jog perez in the, at both ends of the pitch. He was he was contributing, and you know, uh, and the crowd really got behind him because it wasn't the sort of oh uh, you know or at least he's showing a, you know, that he wants to play or something it was actually that what he was doing was, was some very good stuff, you know, some mm. very entertaining things and uh, <clears throat> I don't know whether he just woke up that morning and somehow felt right about himself, I don't know, I mean he's a complete enigma as, as we know and
1: yeah, yeah I just, and next
2: week he could be back to being completely
1: That's that's well, the thing, it's, what, it's, what if has done it? I mean, what if, it, you know, I mean, I know this is a kind of sacrilegious, almost, you know, heret- heretic thing to say, but um, what if Benitez is behind that turnaround? Uh, yeah, no, maybe, why, what, why, why was it a couple of
2: thirds in, 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 in Chelsea, like on that Thursday? Because it, it was a significant change. It wasn't like he's gradually improved. This was like, oof, Torres, is, we, we've seen him briefly light up like this. In, in his two years at Chelsea um, and, and then it fades away again and I don't know what brings it to the fore and, and, and I, I'm sure I, I, it's definitely in his own head you know and whether it's this you know lack of confidence because his body just isn't doing what it used to do for him I don't know but he certainly and Ben Ayun you know much maligned uh, who always used to be he was one of these players who whenever he played against you you know did for you he He didn't do anything spectacular, but compared to what I've seen, you know, the odd little cameos um, that he's had since he came back, he actually was very constructive. You know, he got the ball, kept it simple, moved the ball, you know, beat a player or two, was a bit tricky when needed to be, but it was just, you know, and defensively was responsible. And those two certainly stood out because that was so much, what we hadn't seen them doing before if you know what I mean so it was an interesting game from that point of view um, I would say that the guy that Kazan on second half the Venezuelan Venezuelan I think he
1: could uh, yeah, yeah.
2: cause a few problems I, you know you'd like to think the tie provided the guys turn up will be okay but if, if they turn in a sort of Romanian level Disinterested performance. Uh, there's enough in, in Kazan, although they, I don't think they would have scored the other night, other than that penalty at home. Well, see, they're not at home, are they? But closer to home, you know, with with a a target to aim at, as in they've got to make up a two-goal deficit. If they got a goal early go, early doors, I, I don't know. You know, it's we're so unpredictable away from home. You worry you know, but I I don't go, I suppose I don't go every week anymore, because I can't, and so to go to any live game now, I take something from it, because it's just nice to be able to watch live football, and, um, you know, it wasn't a bad game, it was just, uh, in a season where the team's playing about 5,000 games, I think you're going to get this sort of Crowd fatigue as well, because
0: yeah, it's it's only totally natural. It's not, you know, last last season. Obviously, we 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 were we were pitched in surprisingly into the latter stages of the Champions League after we thought we were well gone, and after the first um, the first league against Napoli, and it just kind of rolled on along against after that, and and it it, it just it just seemed to work, and it all seemed to tick along, but I think people were behind the team in a way that they aren't this season it was obviously the Champions League which is very different from the Europa League I think yeah you're right I think there's a there's almost a degree of whatever happens can we just get this get this season over with
2: Mm. Um, again I I, I do understand why people are saying that but there's still you know unlike perhaps you know, fans of some other clubs, we've still got the Europa League to play in, we've still got the cup, you know, the FA Cup. And whether we like it or not, we've still got the tension of the are we going to make fourth or not? You know what I mean? It's that sort of mm. you, there's yeah. still a lot of interest left in our season compared to there is, but other is. fans. And I, I sometimes wonder if I don't mean in a spoiled brat sort of way, but I just wonder if I mean I, I, you can't I, you can't underestimate the, the Benitez the forcing Benitez on on the paying public type um mm. you know misunderstanding or the club just not really seeing or caring what that was about and well, they, you know, they, I have, they've announced I the have,
1: season ticket deadlines today haven't they um mm. uh, yeah uh, and before I think you know, the, the, the cut off date I'm hoping for the online one is the 17th of May but we won't know by then who, who it is next season mm. um, and there, I doubt if, I te- if we I get tell to the what, final I wonder if we get to I the I tell
0: Sorry, I tell you what. Last season, the season ticket deadline was extended. I'll bet he gets a couple of extensions this season if if things aren't looking quite the way they should. But I anyway, mean, it'd do sorry. me a
1: favour, obviously. But you know, yeah, I do think. That,
2: uh, but if, if you're in marketing, if you're marketing, <coughs> if you're in marketing for Chelsea, and you're in any way, shape, or form across, you know, how the the fan base is feeling, whether they're right to be like that or not, you know, the the amount of antipathy that that there is towards Benitez and, and the way that the season has gone in, in the way that he, he was brought in and so on. Surely it has occurred to someone that if you renounce, which has been unusual for Chelsea because maybe they've tightened it up in recent years, but certainly when I was season ticket holder, it, you used to be able to sort your season ticket out after the, the end of the season. If you say, oh, you know, there's a deadline for online booking and let's face it, you know, a large percentage of people will do all their business online now. If you, you say something like that and people still not sure who's going to be the manager next season, still a suspicion that, all well, you know, Jose decides to stay at Real, the, the, you know, the seven or eight Germans that we're linked with all decide to stay in Germany and, you know, Martin O'Neill has retired permanently from football, we've got no one left. <laughs> You know, there's a suspicion that they're trying to get me to buy my season ticket before <laughs> before they then announce yeah. this you, the you one can, thing that is getting tried. You can buy
0: your new shirt before having seen it. Yeah.
2: So they want you to buy a, the shirt before you've seen it. They We're want you to buy the to before ticket
0: before the, you know, the manager is.
2: Yeah, which in normal seasons probably people wouldn't be too worried about, but there's just that air of mistrust now. You know, of course, it's yes. probably nothing like that at all. There'll be some... Administrative reason why they want to do it this way, yeah, you know, because they've already sort of sold the season ticket or back, you know, borrowed against the season ticket money or something stupid like that. But you can see how people's minds will work, and and you know, with the social media and things, the rumors will go around. So, you know, it's just, um, <laughs> it just seems to me to be a strange way to do business, really, uh, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's... Well, hey, you know. Um, Have we done Kazan? Yeah, I think so. I guess we have. You you know, Torres did well, and I I don't think... You know, he's played well over the last couple of games. I don't think it's terribly unkind to suggest that Europe's second tier is probably where he is going to look most comfortable from now on.
2: Can I just say that... um... We have been privileged this season to have played um, uh, Donetsk, who obviously are on the River Don, one of the great waterways of the world. Um, we have now are playing a team, although we won't get the chance to visit there, who are on the Volga, obviously another one of the world's you know premier. We've just beaten Sunderland on the River Weir, and then we're going to be uh, playing a team from the Manchester Ship Canal on... on on Sunday, so you know what more can you say? I just thought I'd throw that in.
1: Uh, well, and we've still got perfectly reasonable, play, and we've still got to play Fulham away on the Thames. Yes, I throw that
2: in there. I don't <laughs> know sure I mean, It is a very sort of watery. Yes. Theme developing. Oh, sorry, John. I. I
0: no, you. no, no, no. That's that's uh, that's that's quite all right. That's quite all right. Um. So I think we're um. We're now on to well, we're up to we're up to present day, shall we say, um, and, and up to Sunderland. Um, I think a game that everyone was 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 hoping for more. You're talking about a game where actually both sets of fans could have potentially booed their manager, which was was slightly odd in that sense. Um disappointed the press by not walking out and, and goose stepping and, and giving uh. straight arm <laughs> salutes to 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 the fans and so yeah. forth and um uh, uh, and has generally you know has been sort of quite Italian and passionate but has generally avoided the, the the press hoo-ha around him in the sense that he only wants to talk about football and they only want to talk about well fascism really which yeah it's all a bit dull really if you ask me but that's my well that, and
1: and they none of them gave a shit about it when he was at Swindon so well it's it's
0: sure. I, I I I had a natter with um with Rick Lanville over Twitter, I, I, he, I
1: recall reading it as well. And well, I, he may, he
0: may, he did make a very good point in the sense that um, it, it's kind of it, it's the difference, you know, Swindon to to the Premiership is is the difference from going to local council from local council to Parliament, which I think is probably a very good point. Um, uh,
1: but I'm it, it's not, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not well because I, you know, I think well the minute you start. Uh, employing people according to whether you like their political beliefs or not is just a step away from whether you like their religion or not or whether you like well, yeah, exactly. their sexuality yeah, I, th- and,
0: I think you're uh, absolutely right I think you know it's, it's you know no one ever criticised Egil Olson for being a you know revolutionary communist which you know without, yeah. wishing, to, without, without wishing to go too far down the line of, of, of politics is, is as bad an ideology as fascism per se but anyway we move along um and as a game it wasn't a thriller and to be perfectly honest I don't think we were expecting a thriller with you know eight games in sorry four games in eight days eight games in four days how would we do (laughs) yeah blimey (laughs) one in the morning one in the afternoon yeah Um, yeah double header yeah four games four games in eight days I don't think it was ever going to be a thriller um I think it's probably fair to say that we were relatively lucky with our goals, but yes. um,
1: although um, although Ivanovic on match of the day two claimed he meant that, yes, but I mean you know he can, but uh, you know it's not very clear from the replays, even in super slow mo. To me, it did look like he was he kind of put his hands down as to say to me, um. Uh, if he did mean it then that shows an extraordinary level of skill from a player that i've always just you know thought was as 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 a very good defender so fair mm. play to him no
0: it it it, it, it was it, it was fun. and and as billy Quetta's own goal was was a little freakish to say the least but um it's um yeah i i, I didn't expect a great game and we didn't get one and, and aside of you know the the end of the first half and the first ten minutes of the second and Sunderland's vague resurgence at the end of the second half yeah it, it, it was sort of one of those kind of he didn't nice have a
2: shot on goal did not well, I don't think Czech right, made a save well he, he?
0: made you know he, he collected the ball after it dribbled into the area but whether you would categorise him as shots on goal I don't know but um
2: yeah you don't see that in the stats columns do you collections <laughs>
0: <laughs> he collected the ball yeah. um yeah I, but I think ultimately, at this stage of the season it's all about the result, and we got the result and that's yep. what that was to it.
2: it was it was always going to be that sort of game where they, were were they going to have the you know resurgence under the new manager type performance, and you know were we going to sort of match that or be bowled over by it and uh, you know you just walk away and say right you know no Job one's. Done. You know, United <laughs> have got through a fair few games this season, not playing well. You know, look how it's it's worked for them. You know, sometimes you just have to get these games out of the way. And
1: um, I, I, the way I, I viewed it, I mean, I'm one of those. I was fairly critical of it on the match report that I did for the um, for the blog www.chelseafcblog.com, dear listener. Excellent um, plug. Well done. Yep, and. Uh, uh, you know I sort of subsequently had to think about it today and thought you know um, have I fallen into that trap of going to a game of football and expecting champagne football and to be thoroughly entertained I mean there was a good proportion of Mourinho's games that we just won rather functionally and rather um, you know uh, or, or in an almost sort of contemptuous manner oh, Yeah, we'll just beat these 1-0 and that'll be it and, uh, and I never complained much about that um, I think my biggest observation, and I think I made it fairly clear on this, is we looked absolutely shot to pieces from 60 minutes onwards. Um, yeah, it, it, was,
0: it was tired, wasn't it? It
1: uh, and wasn't good. I think, for me, that's where the old tired, old swing thing came in, in that they, they looked out on their feet, some of the players... Uh, the and I think mentally they lost it a little bit. I mean Peter Cech, uh God knows how many times in the last ten minutes he just hoofed the ball. His distribution is it was awful. It was it's, it's
2: been uh, the last few games. I, I've noticed that in quite a few of the recent games. You know, good, good as is his saving and, and his general, you know, goalkeeping. He's, he's kicking, <laughs> he's yeah. yeah. it's Se- shocking.
0: Second half of that game yesterday, it mm. was dreadful. I mean, amongst yeah. the worst I've ever seen. Just yeah.
1: Yeah. bad, bad, oh, bad. There was a couple of there was a couple of throwouts. You know, the overarm throwouts as well that went horribly awry as well. You know, it wasn't just the kicking, but um, uh, I think there was a couple of times. You well, obviously we were there, um, Johnny, but you know mm. where he kicked the ball basically to Minule. Uh, and, you know, uh, it was just... It just wasn't what we've come to expect, even in the kind of lowest beneath his points, if you like, you know, uh, uh, of, of of average or rather workman-like football. Um, you know, even the players, the outfield players, couldn't see... Oscar looked... I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 it could be quite controversial here. But his first touch for the equalising goal was fat bloke-pub-esque. It was incredible. It was like Iron Man <laughs> <laughs> trying to kick the ball. It was, inc- you know, like a... Imagine the, the, the most clunky Doctor Who Cyberman trying to... Well, d- what, is, mean, it? what Tor- is he? Tor- is,
2: he 20- is he 21?
1: Yeah, uh, Torrey's put that on a playground. He played in the
2: Olympics, didn't he?
1: Yeah, but Torrey's yeah, That's a absolutely- bloody long
2: season for a 21-year-old to be carrying, I, I think.
1: I, but, you know, I, I, maybe I'm being a bit harsh. I don't know, but I... Honestly, felt that. I mean, Torres placed that ball perfectly into his path. He did all the hard work. You know, it was a fairly bread and butter thing to to collect it, touch it, slot it home. And it. He, I mean, it, the the fact that it went in. Uh, Certainly, where I was, and it must be even more mis- mysterious to you, JD, up in the thing where it was like, "Well, oh, how did that go in?" Now, the people I sometimes sit with behind the goal—they said it was in an- one of those inordinately long moments where you were thinking, "Will it? Will it? Will it?" <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it's going to go. It's going to go. Yeah. It's going to go. And, and you know, I mean, to be fair to us, you know, that the, the, the sign—we've we've said it many a time on here—that the, the sign of uh, of a good team is. is when you play badly when you haven't got it there you manage to keep this one under control and we did but a better team than Sunderland um, would have done it oh they would have taunted us yeah yeah I mean Sunderland themselves seem to have a bit of a crisis of confidence and they couldn't really make anything happen despite the fact where we've seen Southampton and Reading and other teams think in the last 20 minutes uh, blimey you know we can get something here Sunderland didn't really look that committed to that you know Um, I, I will say um, that's is it, I can't remember his, his Christian name, but Cessignon is way, way too good for them. Yeah, and good way player. Too good. He's he's caused us problems.
0: They beat us three 0 a couple of seasons ago, and he was yeah. Yeah. relatively decent that day. But yeah, no, good player.
2: I think what what you are saying about Oscar and, and and the finish there, it, it does touch on something that, that's bugged me a bit, maybe for more than one season. Is is that Sometimes our finishing does seem to let us down on a grand scale, um, you know, and that's where Lampard has been so consistent. I suppose in that more than any others, he's, he's, he, he seems to score with a higher percentage. But there was a, there was a hilarious bit on on Talk Sport. Was it the United? It was the United game, I think, where um, Stan. Uh, Stan Collingmore was talking about matter. Matter had just missed for about the third or fourth occasion and you're not talking close misses you're, you're sort of scuffing the ball and, and not getting the thing right at all despite playing you know playing well and Collingmore sort of was blathering on and you know having done something like this Podcast, you realize just how difficult it is to blather on and make any sense. But he sort of said, "You know, no. I matter. What a fantastic player he is, blah 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 blah." Um, but you know, if he could just get his finishing better, think of the number of goals he would score. <laughs> and Sam Matterface, who I think is a Chelsea fan, yes. he sort of said, uh, "Stan, he scored eighteen goals this season, That's there as well.
0: <laughs> But
2: I understood exactly what Collaball was saying because the impression that Chelsea often give is of a certain amount of wastefulness in front of goal. You know, Hazard does it, matter does it, they all seem to do it. Um, it. And in clutches, you know, clutches of games where you think we could have been four or five and gone. Perhaps that season where we scored 100 million goals under Ancelotti was a season where they just took more of their chances. You know, it's a sort of statistical outlier or something. But we just we seem to create an enormous amount of chances and actually not even hit the target, not even force a save from the goalkeeper. You know, you, you, you can watch any amount of games that Chelsea have played in the last two or three years where we've dominated the game, um, created a an, an, an load of chances and haven't actually hit the target at all or even forced a save out of the goalie. And it does seem to be something that, in the back of my mind, is sort of annoying me but it's probably the same for every team any fan will tell you the same thing but it just we do seem to have that tendency at times hello you've all fallen asleep I've finally Is... done it
0: no it's, it's alright <laughs> I'm here I'm still here I'm still here minor beer spillage don't worry about it ah, <laughs> okay. ah see. Um... Um, anyway sorry someone carry on fill in <laughs> So oh, we've a bit of dinner, eh? I'm just wapping beer up. Okay. <laughs> a, um, Carry on, Donald.
2: Oh, well, I've sort of said what, uh, you know, I've sort of come no. to the end of what I have to say there.
0: Carry on, please do. Um, no, I think, um, he said, filling in, fill space. Um I don't even know what I think anymore, to be honest I'll
1: go back I'm, to what I said on the blog I think
0: to be, to I, be perfectly I, I, honest I'm, I'm just, trying just trying to stop beer, beer yeah. spilling yeah. into my computer
1: <laughs> For me, it well, was,
2: well, we'll carry on then was, there,
1: was, I mean... there was an encouragement there yesterday from the fact that we did hold on um, mm. and that we did yeah. get the three points I mean that above all else was, was what was important yesterday you know? and and, uh, and it didn't matter about and I think I even said this you know but you know, it did, didn't matter a jot about the performance. We can be too critical, uh, you know. United have, have won games like that this season. They that's have the not thing, given to be a pers- shit about their performances. They've done what needed to be done, and we did it. Uh, and, and it that's- was particularly important on a day when Spurs managed to, uh, to to kind of stumble into a draw at the end of the game.
0: Mm. I think I think that's the thing. From from now on, in ultimately, results the, the result matters, but the performance doesn't really. No. All, all we want is wins and um, yeah you know I, just give, given the fixture list I will take them however they come you know we've got Ashley Cole injured Denver Bars Denver Bars went off injured as well you know yeah. so now we're theoretically Gary Cahill's
1: enough. out and Louise is only one booking away I think Yeah, Although he's he, not an amnesty at some point the season uh, I, I think up. you may
0: be right. We will need to look at that, but yeah, I think we're at the stage of the season where the games are, you know, thick and fast is is not the word for it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, yeah, the result is everything. You know, if if it's one nil off Torres's arse in the 82nd minute, <laughs> we'll take it. Thank you very yeah. much. That will do nicely. yeah um, so, yeah, I, th- I think...
2: I think the form of David Luiz was the other thing that we were talking about, wasn't it? That He yeah. seems to have started, and obviously now he will make a complete bollocks of Thursday or, <laughs> or Sunday, but um, he seems to have settled into a sort of level of consistency, doesn't he, yeah. as far as I can tell? You know, he, I think, um, he, he, he can't pinpoint the howlers on him anymore. No. You know? he, he Not that, that he's always one step away from one, but he no. just seems to have got a little more consistent, doesn't he?
1: He, he did take a clattering yesterday at one point from uh, I can't remember who it was from but at one point I mean, he looked a cert to go off I mean John Terry had his shirt off and was running up and down the line ready to come on um, so I don't think he'll feature on, on Thursday night I think uh, you know, part, and part of what's interesting me I suppose if we go back into the conspiracy theory and I don't want to sort of drag this one out is that um, I do, do wonder whether part of Benitez's uh, remit is to soften the blow of JT and Lampard on their way out well, because a bit, uh, well, uh, okay, so uh, you know we get a little bit of inside information every now and then, and you know, there was there's a there's a big big rumor flying around the club room on on Sunday that uh, that, that that JT will be off in the summer as well.
0: Well, it, I mean, interestingly, the, the um, if if you you look at the um, the blue paint campaign for the new shirt. Which you, you don't get to see, but you get to order it and pay your money over. Yes, yeah, because um, it's blue. What else matters? It's it's blue. What else matters? TM. <laughs> yes. um, w- we we should note that Terry isn't in it. No. Sorry, uh, if Lampard isn't it. Terry's in it. Um, yeah. Torres is in it. Matters
1: in it. But, but Balak was it? Balak was in a pre-campaign, yeah. and then we let him go. Mm. He, he was featured quite heavily in a pre-season this is our new shirt campaign and then we let him walk out the door True. So, I, 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 mean, I think I think the thing
2: with Terry is Terry had, had a period of injury didn't he where you know back before Christmas so you know Cahill Ivanovic there is obviously started to build up game time playing together and so on and yeah, I, I agree with you Tony I think it was probably always on the cards that this might be the season where John Terry played fewer games than he has in the past, yes, uh, because yeah. because there there would be a need for Cahill, uh, Louise and Ivanovic, uh, particularly to to start to to bed in as as partnerships and so on. And um, I think the injury he had, which kept him out for quite a while, helped that process along. Mm. Um, you know, he's still a a very good player He's still very useful but I think yeah I I, I think Luis and uh, Ivanovic, Kale and probably one other two others actually you need don't you because if you get a couple of injuries you're knackered um, will be the way ahead he, he might have another year here but like you say you get that feeling that there's just been too much baggage over the years and uh, you know a lot of people say well wouldn't he be good on the coaching staff or, you know, future manager and so on, but I'm not sure the club are looking at it that way. I don't know.
0: Mm. It's, I, yeah, I, we, we could and wax lyrical and wonder what's going to happen, but God, who knows? It's, it's anyone's guess, really. Um, so, we arrive <laughs> at... Well, where we are now, and uh, we have Rubikazan away at the Luzniki, or whatever it is, stadium in Moscow, where that game took place that we don't talk about anymore. Um, on Thursday, then we have a trip to Wembley on Sunday. Um, either of you going? Uh, no, I'm off. No, yeah. and no. No, I should be there, holding the, holding the end up for the shed. Um, I suspect Mark will be as well, but... Um, <laughs> And um, then Fulham the weekend afterwards. Then we're ooh, where are we the
1: weekend? No, uh, Fulham's, Fulham's the midweek game. Fulham's the, the midweek game. Yeah, and, then,
0: and Liverpool. then then away at Liverpool, which Liverpool. will be the sick the sickening Benitez homecoming. yeah um, So yeah, it's it's a packed program, Ron. Um, anyone have anything else to add? Because no. we've, we've rambled on for a long time. To <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think just
2: um, just to mention that. Uh, they in that next generation series they fell at the final hurdle, didn't they? They did. The uh,
0: Villa and beat them, and Aston Villa and... of
2: all people, having disposed of Barcelona and Juventus, they uh, keeled no. over to Aston Villa. Yeah. But um, mm. but you know, fair play and, and uh, well done to them. And you know, it, it bodes well. One hopes for some. You know, that's a, a whole other program, as they say. The you know, are we going to start seeing some of these young lads coming through? Uh, that's for another day. You
0: would hope so, but we should have a
2: chat about that maybe towards the end of the season. is you know, can we really realistically expect mm. uh, one or two of them to to, to step up? I mean, Nathan okay, had a... Well, haven't, we let, haven't
1: we let two or three go today or have i misread that somewhere i didn't remember um, Papo lalkovich and uh, lalkovich
2: hasn't been let go as far as i could say i think there was uh, people were surmising but Lalkovic says that he hasn't been told he's going so uh he appears to be staying um it, it i i don't follow it closely enough i, I keep you know um Esqueston and, and, and Chelsea Youth, you know, sort of follow what they, mm. the information they kick along. And um, that Sam Guide, the special one on, on Twitter, you know, they seem to have most of the information on the youth set up. I mean, you know, Connor Clifford, I thought he was a good player, but he's been let go. And, you know, various other names who you see constantly doing well at the youth level, next thing is they, they're on loan and, and let go. So, you know, it's a it's a tough old school I think for these guys you know you can be a very good player can't you and, and just still not not get a look in so it's tough oh, indeed it is I, I think they're playing Liverpool aren't they uh, in the FA Youth Cup on Friday as well if anyone wants to to get a or can get along there um, I think it's only a fiver to get in or whatever so that's the semi-final I believe so that's probably worth a a look
1: if you're in the vicinity. Yes, I can't. I can't find anything on the official website about who's going. And I mean, the, mm. the match. The match report from today's uh, win against Sunderland uh, um, uh, describes Daniel Papo as a commanding figure. So. Mm. Uh, oh well, there you go. Um, who knows? It's 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 Chelsea then. <coughs> Chelsea and the truth. Uh, uh,
2: well I think contractually they, they had to tell anyone who was being let go or anyone they hadn't already told. They had to right. tell them today or something, wasn't it? So Right. Okay. I'm done. Yeah, I think uh, I think Johnny's still cleaning beer up by the
1: Ah yes, he's yeah, see, see, that's gone remarkably quiet, hasn't he? Actually, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not sure where the, where this leaves us. Actually, then. Um, but, well, without. Like, are, you
2: still, are you still there, John? Earth calling.
1: And, uh, uh, no, I'm Frank. still. I'm still
0: with you. I'm ah. still with you. know, I'm just. Uh, you know, I hate wasting half a pint of beer. Frankly, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just, just in very simple terms. Uh, yeah. um,
2: you seem more disappointed about that half a pint of beer than anything else that's happened this season
0: it's it, it, to be honest the waste of good beer is is, <laughs> is, is is a matter of great distress to me I have to say but, uh, it's criminal it's, <laughs> it's criminal um, on, I, I think we should possibly move on it's been some time I'm queuing you up here Dan, also, Oh right, yeah. it's yeah. been some time <clears throat> since we've had enough joy for a bit of a musical interlude you will remember our Champions League run last season where a musical interlude was, was quite a, a, quite commonplace, but not this season. Until today, Dr. Blue Bayou, Donal, as he is otherwise known, is going to lead us out with his ode to Eden Azard, or, as you may prefer to call him, Eden Hazard. He's an Thank yes. you. <laughs> um, I just
2: to give you a, a slight uh, background to this. Um, keep,
0: keep it brief. We're we're all we're, we're approaching two hours. <laughs> oh, are we? God. Yeah. Yes, we are, um, yeah. All that
2: happened was one night, um, our, our dear friend and uh, writer Kelvin Barker mentioned something about um, Eden Hazard's facial hair and how he looked a bit armish, and um, that sort of set me off and I came up with a a couple of little ditty lines that I I put out on Twitter and I've now developed them into a uh, full-blown two-verse song which I offer up to the listenership um, for their immense listening pleasure. Um, I can't sing a note. Um, My organ playing skills are are quite poor and I, I certainly can't sing and play the organ at the same time. As many people who have found me collapsed in a pub toilet will know, uh, it's not the drink. <laughs> I can't actually piss and breathe at the same time. So um, what I have to do here is, is to <coughs> see what the tune would be. You have to get the tune in your head, and I'll just take you through the lines. There may be a brief sort of singy type intonation, but oh, it's geez. not me trying to sing. OK, so Can this we, is the tune. And,
1: and this is not a funk version, as True true Blues... Um, no, no, TV, no. TV no we're, we're, we're talking opera here.
0: Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So
2: you've got the general... Gist there of what the tune is. Okay. We're with you. Right. So it goes something like this. And it has in blue and white, playing on the left or right, explosive like dynamite. A bit beady like a Mennonite. And it has a water sight, moving at the speed of light. Deadly as kryptonite, out of ball boys he kicks the shy. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yes, round of applause. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh marvelous! Absolutely <coughs> marvelous! Yes. Oh, well, I might. I'll, I'll give the words
2: to Nick, and he can put them up on the blog. Yes, um, I, I think
1: so. I think this needs. I think this needs. I think this needs to be, needs to be populated throughout the um, throughout the Chelsea supporting world. I don't um, think um, that would be just marvelous. I'm not sure we'd get the, the same level of um, vibrato on the shed in, in Matthew go. Harding Abba, but uh, <laughs> you know it'd be worth a try.
2: You were back there at Italian 90,
1: weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Luciano Fatty Bloki. Uh,
0: whatever, whatever his name was. Yeah, we yeah. started with
2: Fat Blokes.
0: <laughs> we finished <laughs> with Fat Blokes. <laughs> Something about middle-aged men talking about football that, yeah. that pervades, I feel. Um, on that note, I don't, I don't feel there's anything to add. Um, we, we've rambled for, for a long time over a, a series of, of reasonably interesting games. Um, we will return, I suspect at some point after the uh, Manchester City semi-final, and um, along we go from there. Gentlemen, as always, thank you very much.
2: And you, uh, good night.
0: And I bid you all good night. Good night.